Okie dokes, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Prairie Dumpster with your host, me, Tyler Penner, host of the, I'm going to say, 673rd, 213th best goddamned podcast in the goddamned world. We are back at it. Seems a little late. Seems a little late um, because I didn't do a Patreon episode this week. I did not do it, which is hilarious. It's really funny that I'm not doing the Patreon episode. There's only two people following me on the Patreon. It costs $5 Canadian a month. And my whole advertisement was that, hey, it's 5 bucks a month, fine. But you're going to get so much content you're going to be like, wow, I should just cancel my Netflix and just listen to Tyler Penner full time. Who needs pornography? I've got Tyler Penner's Patreon. Who needs Hulu? I've got Tyler Penner's Patreon. Who needs Spotify? I've got Tyler Penner's Patreon. Who needs Car insurance. I've got Tyler Penner's Patreon. Who needs... No, I don't know. But, um... And then... Uh, I've been really, uh... Reneging. I feel uncomfortable saying that word. It's very close to, um... Let's, let's, uh... Reneging. Going back on a promise, undertaking, or contract. Yeah, there you go. That's kind of... Reneg. 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 Okay. I've been reneging on um, the contract that I would deliver for bonus episodes per month, a bonus episode per week. You know, sometimes it's four weeks, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's eight. Months are dumb like that. Um, so I haven't been doing the Patreon episode. What's hilarious about it is that, like, literally, I had all weekend to do it. Literally all weekend. It was long weekend here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, North America. Tropic of Cancer, I think. Let's take a look. Are we Tropic of Cancer? I think we are. Tropic of Cancer. Northern Tropic. Okay, great. Um, Western Hemisphere. Um, I had all goddamn weekend to do it. And I didn't. I just didn't do it. I'm Now I've become too lazy and hungover to turn on Apple's garage band and press record and just shoot the shit for an hour. That's where I am. That's how I'm doing. I, 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 but I didn't think it would be funny. I wasn't in a funny mood. I, um, Friday, um, had a rough end to the day at work. I was very irritated. I was fairly, I was fairly irritated. And then, um, uh, well, I might as well go into that. Why was I irritated? Well, shut the fuck up and I'll tell you, okay? I have no problem telling you. I don't like how you worded that. 
All right. Put some fucking respect on your tone when you're talking to me. Okay. I'm sick and tired of this uh, cunty tone that you'll always have. Just saying basic shit. Like basic shit that you say to me. You could so easily frame it in a friendly, positive manner. Like, hey, Tyler, why don't you go into that story? But instead, you, you, you just do it like a complete fucking asshole. Like, why don't you tell us that? Why, I don't know why you have to say it like that. All right? And you're my friend, and I care about you, but you're making it very, like, you're bordering on toxicity here. You're making it very hard to, for, for me to just genuinely like you. When you talk like a fucking raging dickhead like that, okay? Just so you know. Just for future reference. Just, I'm cool with it. I can handle it. But if other people on the street give you an attitude, now you fucking know why, okay? Because sometimes you come off like a major fucking piece of shit. Um, anyways, uh, but I will tell you that story. I was, um, I, um, was mowing a lawn and it was the end of the day. And someone had brought a birthday cake into the yard. In case you don't know, I mow lawns for a living. I love my job for the city of Winnipeg. And um, someone had brought donuts in because we helped a man change his tire. A man who said that he popped his tire because he saw a deer and hit the curb. Sounded like bullshit. This guy was texting and driving, 100%. And then he gets out of his car. He's like, I don't even have a phone. I'm like, okay, bro. Who are you running from? Who did you kill? Huh? But we changed his tire a week and a half ago. He comes back on Friday with some donuts. Not to mention that there's birthday cake there. Which isn't a big deal to me. But other people are like, holy shit, cake and donuts. What the fuck? Guys, get back in the yard. So we are allowed to get back to the yard like half an hour early. And we just had this... Sorry, I dropped my vape. <laughs> um, so we're like, fuck it. We'll just mow this tiny little park. And then we'll we'll get out of here. We'll go home. We'll get the cake. We'll get the donuts. And we'll blow this fucking joint. <sighs> and like an idiot, I wanted to do a really good job. So I got the tractor as close as I could to the ditch... And wouldn't you know it, it slid right in the whole goddamn mower. And I am stuck as fuck. And now I look like an idiot. And now I gotta call the maintenance guy who's chill. But he must have been irritated. Because he was all settled in. He had his donut. He had his cake. And then I called him. And I said, get the winch out because I'm fucked. And, um... He came with the winch, and then we pulled it out. And everyone's like, oh, Tyler, what a fuck up. And I was like, yeah, I know. God damn it. And then um, and then I get back to the shop, and I start cleaning the fucking mud off my tractor. This tractor goes into something called Regen. These mowers are so fucking retarded that what they have is... They're built super green, right? So what they do is, instead of just, you know, um, uh, wasting, just pumping out the burnt-up diesel fuel distillates 
and throwing them into the air because that would be bad for the earth. What it does is it saves it on the inside. And then every few hours, it burns them all up at once and sends out this big black puff of smoke into the sky. Somehow, that is better for the earth. That's better for the world. But while this process is happening, you can't turn off the mower. It has to do its thing. And it could take anywhere from 15 minutes to fucking four hours. So at the end of the day on Friday, I'm sitting there waiting for this hunk of shit to do its Greta Thunberg duty and burn off this fucking diesel distillate shit so I can go home. So I was very irritated. I was very irritated. And I gave, um, I said farewell to two two people that I met in the yard. One of them, her boyfriend or husband, I'm not sure what it is, um, but uh, her partner, Greg, listens to this podcast. Fucking cheers for listening, Greg. He's sitting in his, I know too much information about you, Greg. I know, for instance, that you're a heavy machine operator. I know that um, you've got uh, a couple of dogs. One thing I know about you, Greg, that's weird, is uh, you'll bring a burger to work, except you you, you don't bring it assembled. You bring all the different ingredients and then you assemble your burger at work. Which sounds really smart on paper. Everything's fresh. Everything's great. But, I mean, what about the logistics of it? Have you thought this through? You're sitting in a giant front-end loader, or whatever the fuck it is you're driving. And you want to play chef? Just eat the goddamn burger. What are you doing? You're wasting everybody's time. And if Greg's boss is listening to this and you see this guy assembling a burger, fire him. I'm not, I don't fuck with that at all. Just eat the goddamn burger, Greg. You want a fresh burger, you're going to have to wait till the evening, okay? You're going to have to grill it at home, then it's real fresh. Talking a leftover burger here. You're not Dave Thomas from Wendy's, okay? Just eat the goddamn burger. What's he talking about again? Oh, yeah. So, but I said goodbye to um, those two people who I only knew them for um, those two those two girls. I had only known them for two weeks. Quickly became my favorite people to see in the yard. Really cool people, and I'm going to miss them. Um, and what else? What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, because I didn't film the goddamn podcast. Oh, God. I didn't film the podcast because it was another Bender weekend. Let me tell you, Lachlan Patterson, super funny dude. One of the best dudes to come out of L.A. A lot of real pieces of shit coming out of Los Angeles, coming to Rumors Comedy Club. Real dickbags. Real, real star fuckers. Real... Real asshole behind the scenes. All super funny. If you're just going to rumors for laughs, poof, super funny. But there's uh, there's some real dicks coming through. Um, and there's some great people coming through. 
I'm not going to say who's who. Um, that's up for you to decide. But, um, yeah, just know that there's a couple of assholes coming. From, there's a lot of assholes in L.A. Who the who the thunk? Um, Lachlan Patterson, not one of them, dude. One of the best dudes to come out of L.A. And, um, and it was long weekend, so Friday I shut it down. We went to a bonfire afterwards at one of the servers' house. Walked in, her this server sister and a bunch of her friends were tripping on mushrooms, and I was all hammered. I think I really fucked up their trip. I really ruined their vibes, I think. Because I was trying to be friendly and include them in our group. Our group came in hot. We were drunk. We had rumors. And me and the manager of the rumors, uh, he came. And uh, Lachlan Patterson was there. And we were like, ho-ho, hey-hey, hello, what-bo, what and everyone and these guys around mushrooms are like, ha, ah, ah, ah. So I tried to be the bridge builder. Tried to go over there. I walked right into this little data little mushroom tent and I was like, hey guys! And they were all like, oh, ha, ah. I was like, yeah, I know, it's kind of weird when you're on mushrooms and some weirdo like me comes in fucking with your vibes. I want you to know that that's not what I'm trying to do. I've had a couple of drinks. I like making new friends. What are your names? And they were just like, uh, uh, uh. and there's this one girl, she's like, I have to go inside now. And I was like, cool, I'll join you. And, and she was like, uh. So I walked behind her, and they had this old dog, this old dog. And this dog was like 56 years old or something. Not dog years, human years, 56. It, it, it was it was older than the parents of the girl that I was um, invited by to her house there. And... Um, and I was just petting this dog, and this girl's just on the ground tripping balls on mushrooms. I'm like, man, this dog is cute. Look at him. Ha ha. Ha ha. Little scruffles. And she was in the corner, just like, oh. And I was just like, oh, look at it. Look at it. I don't think it likes me petting it, but I'm going to keep petting it until it likes it. And then finally, the sister of the server who invited me came in and and checked on the mushroom girl and was like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm just high. And I was like, oh, shit, I've been there before. Oh, man, I did mushrooms one time. I thought I shit the tent. Turns out I did shit the tent, but it wasn't my tent. (laughs) Oh, God. And then I had to wake up the next morning with these memories. Not easy. Not easy being me, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, the next day I woke up. I woke up. And um, I did the old walk of shame. But it was an extended walk of shame. I had to walk back to Rumors Comedy Club to get my car. And on the way there, I said, you know what, Tyler? May I do another guest spot tonight at Rumors? And he said, yeah, sure, come on down. 
And so I went down and we did the whole thing over. My buddy Andy was there, Andy Noble, the very funny. Tyler Gutowski, comma, the very funny. And Lachlan Patterson. And we did the whole thing over again. It was, uh, it was great. It was a good time. And then on Sunday, I did nothing. And I mean fucking nothing. You want to talk about nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday was a nothing day. I watched Seinfeld, but I wasn't even really watching it. It's kind of just in... I mean, I would watch it a bit. But mainly I was just on the couch just looking at the TV. I had, in fact, on Monday I watched Seinfeld again and I had to re-watch a lot of the same episodes. It was one of those, I don't even remember Sunday. I don't remember what I ate. I don't remember who I talked to. I don't remember anything. I don't know if I talked to anyone. I don't know if I ate anything. I did nothing. But it wasn't the recharging nothing that I thought it would be. But on Mondays, Mondays. You know why I said that? I'm going to tell you right now. Why would Tyler say Mondays? Monday, tennis equals Mondays. Because on Monday, we played tennis. We played tennis. I'm a tennis guy now. I'm into tennis. Never got into hockey. Never had the balance for skateboarding. All right? Gymnastics, always a problem because of the weight issue. Okay? Not too good on a pummel horse if you can't get on the pummel horse. Um, I was never good at um, uh, wrestling. A little too gay, um, but let me tell you, tennis. Tennis is my new sport. Really, man, that's a good sport. And I think I—I I don't know yet. I'll have to give it a couple of more tennis sessions. But I think I might turn pro. And by might, I mean I will turn pro. I'm going to turn pro. Okay. Now, I need to make sure that I'm not going to be late for my um, comedy club spot. Comedy at Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club has started at the exact same time for about a decade now. Ever since I've worked there, the times have really never changed. And yet, I still am unsure of when that time is. 7.45, the very funny Jordan Wellwood, my good buddy, and one of the real goats in Winnipeg for show, if not in Canada, and I mean Canada. Jordan Wellwood can hang with anyone, but he can't hang with me. Not when it comes to tennis. Not when it comes to motherfucking tennis, man. I am going to go pro. And you know why I'm going to go pro? I'll tell you right now. I'm going to go pro because it's it has one of the um, better uh, 
Yeah, John McEnroe. This is what I want to do. John McEnroe. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. That ball was on the line. Shock flew up. It was clearly in. How can you possibly call that out? How many you can miss? That piece walking over. Everyone knows it's in this whole stadium. And you call it out? Explain that to me, will you? The, the linesman called a fault because the ball was on this side of the court. The and it came and it doesn't matter. No, no, the, the very fact that there is a spread of chalk, as you can see, Mr. McEnroe. Your second service. See, that's what I wanted to do. That wasn't the best freakout that I've ever seen. In fact, John McEnroe's got a lot of ones. He's got... He's got a lot of good ones. Um, but uh, pretty much, I just want... Uh, I want to be able to throw my tennis racket at my friends. I've been playing tennis with my friend Andy. The other day we played a match between the very funny Benji Rothman and myself versus Andy Noble and the very funny John Wilson. And I fucking crushed them. I crushed them all. All of them. Even Benji, who was my partner. I beat him. All right? There were some other guys playing across there. I beat them. They didn't know that they didn't see me playing, but trust me, I was watching them. I'm like, I could fucking kick the shit out of you. So comedy is fucking over with now. It is, I'm going to go full-blown tennis player. And um, purely for the freakouts. I just want to be able to drop some F-bombs in a stadium filled with predominantly rich people. Tennis is a rich man's sport. Not a lot of poor people are um, taking over the tennis world, minus the uh, Williams sisters, who are just freak athletes. Just incredible. But again, I feel like they had some backing by some uh, bored, yuppie hobbyists. And... uh, Anyways, I'm getting into tennis now. This bit sucks. Let's move the fuck on. What was I going to talk about? I have nothing to talk about. Um, Really. I got nothing to talk about. I took a wellness day from work today. And the city of Winnipeg... And along with, I'm sure, the Canada Revenue Agency or any sort of federal or provincial or city-wide organizations um, would, you know, have um, mental health initiatives. They started realizing that their workers were... Coming into work drunk and on drugs, not like weed, but like a lot of people were doing acid at work, just tripping balls for 10 hours a day. Um, And I'm not saying that this is at the city or Canada. I'm not mentioning anything specific, but just in the workplace in general, they've been noticing a rise in 
people showing up to work on LSD and mushrooms and salvia and DMT. Um, a lot of psychotropic, psychotropic, psychedelic, um, psychoactive drugs that really, really um, change people's reality because work is so miserable that people want their reality changed. A lot of people were coming on to, to work on um, cocaine and methamphetamines, you know. Those were the people who liked their jobs and they wanted to do as much work as they could within the hours that they were allowed to be there. Um, a lot of people were coming to work on um, fentanyl and heroin, um, Oxycontin, you know, Xanax, Valium, Percocet, Lithium, Diazepam, Lorazepam, um, you know, codeine, morphine, permethazine, you know, a bunch of different substances that could help people uh, come to grips with the fact that this was their job and that this was their life and this is all it was going to be until they die. And, um, and a lot of people who weren't taking drugs or just completely wrecked by alcohol in the workplace uh, were starting to cut themselves in their cubicle and starting to uh, cut other people in their cubicles. Um, some people had taken bath salts or crocodile, were actually trying to eat the flesh of their bosses. Uh, mental health was at a low point. Um, in the workplace for a long time until the companies got together and decided that um, some mental health initiatives needed to be enacted um, before uh, a mass tragedy. They're comfortable with individual minor tragedies, but a mass tragedy, that's not <laughs> bad PR. And so, I've been granted three wellness days. And let me tell you, I took one today. And, um, and, and it was worth it. I did need a mental health day. And you're probably laughing at yourself at that. But hey, you know, I've got problems, man. I've got problems. Big problems. <laughs> you have no fucking idea what I go through. You don't know what's in my mind. You don't know the pain that I endure. I'm joking. My life's pretty good. Pretty damn good. But today I woke up. I was late. I woke up late. I had a headache. I was in a shitty mood. And I thought, you know what? I've got a reputation in this organization that I work in as a pretty kind of you know, chill, easygoing guy. I'm not bringing these shit vibes to the goddamn yard. Every once in a while, you need a break, all right? The grass is green and it's growing like crazy. It's too much pressure, man. I can't handle it. Right? These kids have soccer games and these... Rich tuxedo milfs want to walk their dog in the park and they want some 
freshly cut grass, and I can't be everywhere at once. And the pressure just gets to you. And I'm sitting here with a nightstand just filled with pharmaceutical-grade opioids, and I can either take those and get back on the mower, or I can ignore those and just take a wellness day, stay at home, and eat some Alaskan paddock from the Safeway deli counter, also a cheese swirl, which was delicious, and drink some coffee. I've been playing the guitar lately, and... um, I think I'm going to start a metal band. Yeah, age 36. Nah, by the time I get it going, I'll be 38. But I think 38, I'm going to start a metal band. I'm going to start one. Now, I don't have an electric guitar or an amplifier or a distortion pedal. Uh, I don't really know how to play guitar. Um, I definitely can't multitask. I can't play guitar and sing at the same time. Which is not a problem because I can't sing anyways. Um, I don't know how to play the guitar except for power chords. And um, I have no one really to jam with. Uh, at least not for the music that I'm writing. But despite all those uh, minor obstacles, I think I'm going to start a metal band that will be pretty Hugely successful. Um, It's probably going to take over the world. And um, that's really been consuming my thought process for the past couple of days. I'm going to start a metal band. And I'm going to have a show. And it's going to blow people's balls off. And then, um, you know, you know. It's going to get, after a while, and the success grows, and I get a record contract, and James Hetfield from Metallica sees my band, and he's like, ooh, that's a good one. Um, and then he'll sign me or something, and we'll get rich and famous, and then, then some minor incidents will happen with a couple of different groupies across the world, but after a couple of court cases get settled, they'll carry on, and then I will come back to this podcast when I am Millionaire? Nah, billionaire. That's what I've been thinking about. I think it's doable. I don't know how I want to be recognized. You know, do I want to be a super successful musician who can play music? Or do I want to be an ultra, ultra successful comedian who's not that funny. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But we got time for that. I'm just kidding. I can play a bit of guitar. Just be told I like my riffs. I write riffs on the acoustic guitar. There's no joke. I write riffs on the acoustic guitar, and then I put them through this garage band thing. And it sounds pretty good. I'm not going to play any of my riffs. You'll have to wait till I'm on stage at the fucking blah, blah, blah. Um, but I lis- I would listen to my riffs. It's Groove Sludge. 
It's um, it's garage doom. It's um, uh, trap crust. It's um, it's a uh, stink grunge. Anyways, I don't know. It's a genre, it's a genre of music. And I would listen to it. So I think I'm going to write an album and I'm going to make it so that I have something to listen to. Because music fucking blows. No one's making the tunes I want to hear. So I have to make it. Mozart ain't cutting it. And Rachmaninoff is a bitch. So those losers are dinosaurs. It's time for the new breed to move in. And that is my band. But I'm kidding. I can play. I can play the guitar a little bit, and I am super fucking funny. So that, of course, was just a joke. I wrote some things down that I could possibly talk about on the podcast. That's the very least amount of prep work that I could do. Is throughout the week is kind of, you know, just um. Uh, kind of, you know, a little bit, uh, jot down things that, that, uh, that I could talk about on the podcast, but at the same time, it does seem contrived whenever I do that. You know, one thing I noticed the other day, when you cross the street, sometimes, it's like a it's like a hand telling you to stop and a guy that's walking and other times it just says stop go. Who's responsible for this? Now, I don't wanna really do that. It's gotta be organic, it's gotta be natural. That is the natural way of things. You know? Nature hates a calculator. Ralph Waldo Emerson said that. Nature abhors. Abhors? How do you say that word? Come on, Google, give it to me. Give it to me, baby. Oh, yeah. You know how I like it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Abhor. 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 That's a good word. Abhor. Regard with disgust and hatred. Hey, there's my fucking metal band's name. Yo, we're abhor. You're what? A whore? No. No. Uh, abhor abhor like a whore for abs no it means um regard with disgust and hatred yeah okay i don't care (laughs) now um i think that means nature doesn't like someone who's always contriving things it has to be spontaneous you know what i mean I'm trying to think of an example. I can't. I should have calculated an example here. Yeah, maybe Emerson's a fucking dummy. Maybe he's an idiot. Staring at leaves the whole time. That was his whole life. Sitting in a park staring at leaves. Being like, you know what? So shut the fuck up. Why aren't you... Do you have a job? Go to it. Um, fucking philosophers. Some philosophers. 
some philosophers are brilliant, all right, and they need to be respected and be funded for their observatory capabilities, myself included, all right? Some of the shit that I've said on this podcast has been wise as fuck. And I should be paid for it. Other philosophers, though, they're just like, you know what I think? Everyone's like, shut up. We heard what you thought last. That fucking sucked. That went nowhere. You were talking for like three hours. I didn't, I had zoned out most of the time. Fucking terrible. Why are those fire trucks always in a fucking hurry? Look out of the fucking way. It's like, really, another emergency? You had one like 10 seconds ago. It's Winnipeg. How many? 90% of the fire department calls are false alarms. 6% are cats doing some fucking dumb shit where they survive. It was actually not a big deal. The other like 3% is like, um, you know, medical health emergencies. Though so that when they show up, they got to be like, yeah, sorry, we got to wait for the ambulance. And then 1% of those is like bona fide house fires. Firefighters, I mean, next to philosophers, pretty useless. Now, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love firefighters because every time I set a building on fire, they put it out. And that's, I like watching things burn, you know? I like watching structures burn. I love the smell of gas. I really do. And if I, when I pour it on a structure um, or a house with occupants in it, I and then I light it on fire, I love watching the fire start. And I love watching the structure catch on fire. Um, but after a while, when those firefighters come, I've already watched it burn for long enough because those firefighters are really slow. And, um, but then they come in, they plug their hoses, and then they douse the flames and they fight. The, and that's just as fun for me to watch as the building starting on fire or the, the, the house catching on, next to it catching on fire and those occupants jumping out of the window. It's all part of the arson experience that I've come to love and that I know very well. Um, holy shit, now I really lost my place. Firefighters? Philosophers are full of shit. I think that's what I was talking about. Read from some philosophers in school where literally um, I'm talking 60, 70 fucking pages of complete gobbledygook, useless shit from highly esteemed men. And I'm sure it wasn't gobbledygook. I'm sure that um, I am sure that it was just brilliant groundbreaking stuff but I'll tell you something uh, I thought it was a bunch of bullshit at least I didn't get it and I might be an idiot um, 
but uh, man, I just can't. Uh, some of it was just so fucking bad, so boring, so dumb, seemed so useless. We would have a literature class, and it was a fun class. I loved the discussion, and I loved my professor in that class. But some of the articles that we read are just so fucking useless. And I mean useless. I mean, you want to talk about picking gnats out of fly shit. I mean, get a philosophy philosophy degree, and you will see it in a fucking hyperdrive. It's incredible. You know, a lot of people shit on university. And they say, that shit's useless. You can learn all that shit on YouTube. Fuck you doing that for? What are you going to do with that degree? You going to get a job? Fucking idiot. I don't necessarily agree with all of that. Okay? Um... Yes, you can learn a ton of shit on YouTube. And if you want to learn that information, you can learn it. You can find people to discuss it with, but not as easily. Philosophy or university fosters dialogue with fellow peers. Even though they weren't my peers. I was 36. How these fucking kids are 19 years old. All right? it's, it was embarrassing going to that place. But it did foster good discussions. And it teaches you to see a thing through. Four years. And you saw it through. But. <laughs> that opinion that university is. is That university education is a bunch of bullshit. There is some real, real foundation to that opinion. Because, boy, is the academic, intellectual world a fucking massive jerk-off. It's a bunch of fairly rich doctors and professors with tenure who are really just really going back and forth on the fucking stupidest shit and then they will just create words they'll just create up made up terms completely made up terms and then they'll debate this they will debate for pages and pages and pages and articles and articles and articles they will debate one sentence of another man's work and what he meant by this. Their whole job is wringing a goddamn cloth. And they really just do this for each other, for each other in the academic scene. It's just a bunch of professors jerking each other off, jerking themselves off, and also putting people down. There's massive politics, there's massive Scene politics. Scene politics are fucking everywhere. It's insane. Comedy scene politics. This These comics roll... And I, I'm fucking guilty of it. I love it. <laughs> I love that shit. I love the drama. I love the scene drama. 
I don't get involved. But I love hearing about it. Oh, God, do I love it. But it is brutal. You got these group of comics over here. You got those group of comics over there. Those comics don't really like these comics. Those comics are, you know, they don't like these comics. And blah, blah, blah. These comics think those other comics fucking suck. Some of these comics think those other comics have their heads up their asses. If they think that they can fucking hang with these comics. And you keep pumping yourself up in your fucking shitty Facebook post. That you're like, you know, that there's this great, wonderful scene that you're a part of. You ain't a part of shit. You fucking suck. You can't fucking hang for two fucking seconds. But anyways, <laughs> there's drama like that. And and it's in a it's music scene, same thing. Bands fight. Some bands don't like each other. Bands play shows with these bands. Those bands play shows with those bands. You know, Winnipeg, I think there's like two hardcore scenes. It's And there's like maybe five hardcore bands. And there's two scenes. It's great. Um... My buddy, Andy Noble, very funny comedian, very uh, average tennis player, not up to my level, um, but very good dude. Uh, his girlfriend, long-term partner, ah, borderline life partner at this point, you two, um, she has a uh, store slash restaurant slash catering service. Uh, called Mama Helen's, and I've mentioned them on the podcast before. Fucking lights out, world-class taquitos. Homemade. She just came out with some potato cheese. Fucking stupid. Mama Helen's. Go visit them on Instagram. Um, but she's starting to do these farmer markets, and apparently even in the farmer's markets, there's like, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of drama, you know? Like, she was pretty fresh on the scene just trying to slang her taquitos, some guy comes up to it's like, oh, you're doing all that safety wrong. This is not up to code. I'm just, I'm not trying to be a dick, but you're going to need to redo that if you want to stay here. Yeah, they're going to really, oh, no. They're going to really, yeah, they're going to they're gonna come after you. You're going to get shut down. I hope, I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I th I'm a fan, but they, ooh, if Manitoba Health saw what you're doing, ooh, no. No, that would, ooh, that would be bad. That'd be, they're going to be mad. So just letting you know, okay, just for future reference, that if the health inspector was here, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. I, I like it. I have no problem. If I was a health inspector, I'd be like, that's cool. That's great, but if the health inspector, the one we have today, if he was here, ooh, ooh, not good, not good, okay? Just letting you know, all right. And then my friend Nancy, who's running the taquito stand, goes up to the actual health inspector and was like, hey, I heard that this is a problem. He's like, no, gives a fuck. You're doing fine. Don't worry about it. So this douche was just trying to get into her head and fuck with her. That's on the farmer market, all right? Farmers, Norbert, St. Norbert's Farmer's Market, just a little shitty flea market. Even they've got seen politics. And, and this goes all the way up to academia, 
This goes up to scientific research and discovery. This sure as fuck went up to the philosophical academic community. Even in University of Winnipeg. And they've got like, I think four tenured philosophy professors there. And I think like six, maybe six, maybe less on contract. There's even a divide there. There's a clear divide between two of my professors and the other two. There was a clear, not coup, but a clear um, disliking of one of the professors. I think based on politics, maybe teaching style, I don't know. But politics are everywhere, and you could read this in the academic ar- academia article. And so, what you learn in university really depends on what kind of professor you get. For instance, I took a screen I took a screen studies course, and one of the first articles we read in that screen studies course was why um, capitalism was bad for the for film and why I think socialism is more conducive to film it had some communist undertones bordering on overtones and I'm not saying that that's good or bad I don't know anything about film and I don't give a fuck but I mean come on come on man I am non-political. And I think that that's a fair stance to take. I think abstaining from a vote when someone says, uh, who are you voting for? I don't vote. I think that's perfectly valid. Well, you gotta vote. What are you fucking talking about? You fucking... Educate yourself. No. All right, I am not going to do any of that shit. Um, and as such, every political opinion that I see or whatever is, um, you know, just a different one. You know, some are good, some are bad, I guess. I don't know. But let's hear them all. Who gives a shit? But I hate being um, politicked. I hate being politicized, too. Here's why this is bad. Okay. But don't act like that's fact, because there's another article that could probably say, that's why this is good, and it would be just as well argued. I don't even like talking about... I hate politics so much, I don't even like talking about how I hate politics. It's so fucking boring, dude. It's so fucking boring and so fucking lame. Both sides of the debate, and Tim Dillon's talked about it before on his podcast. And Tim Dillon, in case you haven't 
um, you know, read between the lines of hearing me on this podcast, Tim Dillon is just my favorite of all time. He, is, he really is the GOAT. All right? Tim Dillon is the GOAT. He's the greatest. He's probably the greatest solo podcaster of all time. He's one of the best podcasters of all time. And not only that, but he is in conversation for one of the being one of the greatest broadcasters of all goddamn time. The man is just that good. And we are lucky. We are fortunate, very blessed to grow up in a time where we get to witness Tim Dillon in his fucking prime. He's that goddamn good. And he said that, um, oh, for fuck's sakes, what did he say? What was I talking about? <sighs> Both sides. <laughs> God damn it. See, this is why I am not one of the greatest podcasters of all time. I am not one of the greatest broadcasters of all time. I'm I'm probably not even the best podcaster in my apartment building. I think my neighbors, they started their own podcast. Now I can hear them. They're kicking my ass. They've got witty banter back and forth. They're talking about issues that everybody cares about. You know, they're very pretty. They're very good looking people. They're on video. They've got a high def 4K camera they've got that pink rope lighting and their their back and forth is just incredible they're talking about real issues real important things that people care about and the only time their podcast gets ruined is when um their neighbor downstairs me uh, is overheard in their podcast talking about just grinding his crotch into his own mattress which is exactly what I'm doing now. So you can't see this. If I was, I'm going to start a video so you can see this because I am literally dry humping my mattress right now. And you're listening to it. That makes you a goddamn pervert. And if you're a dude listening to this, this is a gay experience. You just had a gay experience. So I hope you liked it. Oh, God damn it! I wish I would have finished that thought. Fuck! That sucks, dude. Doesn't it suck? That's like when you are on stage and you got this joke that you thought about before you went on stage and it was going to crush and you knew it would crush. And then you get off stage and your set was so-so and you go to the back and you get a shot of Jameson and a Budweiser in a frosted class as you are wont to do. And then you realized... You forgot to do that goddamn joke, you fucking idiot. All right. That's the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. I got to get going here. Shout out to... What are we doing? I make this dish. A lot of people said, do you cook? Do you even know how to cook? Yeah. And that fucking cunty tone that I was telling you about earlier in the podcast... All right? Didn't I tell you to fucking can that shit? I said that I understand it. I said that I don't enjoy hearing it. Do you understand that? Just because I understand where you're coming from doesn't mean you can keep doing it. You need to work on that. Jesus Christ.
But I make this dish, and you put ground beef and onions in this pot, right? And then you take this frozen pasta slash vegetable medley, and you put it in there, and you get it nice and steamy and nice and soft, and then you add cream and your salt and your pepper, and you stir and you stir, and then you heat, and then you turn the heat down, and it gets just all goopy. Oh my god, the goop! I can't. I love goop. Top three textures in food: uh, creamy, um, cheesy, and just unidentifiably, unidentifiably goopy. Goop. I love some goop, and this dish provides a lot of goop. It's just savory, goopy. God. So good. So shout out to my ground beef pasta medley, which I made earlier today. And shout out to this band, which I'm going to see tomorrow. I'm going to go see them tomorrow. It's at a bowling alley. And everybody, every metalhead, every Punk in the city will probably be end up going to see the Black Dahlia murder, which I find strange. Rep, rest in peace to Trevor, the former lead singer of Black Dahlia murder. He was the only, I don't know who's keeping that band going. I don't really approve of that. Trevor was that fucking bad. At least I think his name was Trevor. But hey, hey do what you gotta do. Trevor would want the band to go on, I guess. I can see that argument being uh, bandied about. Um, but, um, yeah, and Terror is playing, and there's another band called Fuming Mouth that is playing, but they're playing at the Park Theater. I'm going to a different show. It's a band called Family Vacation, and it's a little fucking West Coast power violence. Let's just take, let's listen to 30 seconds, okay? 30 seconds you can handle. Pretty good. It's not bad. Give it a chance. Come on, broaden your horizons. That is power violence, my friends, and it's going to be a banger of a show tomorrow. I'm going to have a couple of beers, maybe get a game of bowling in, and then see that band. I am fucking stoked. And uh, last, but not motherfucking least, big shout out to... I don't know. All my friends are dead to me. They all left me in the gutter. Those pieces of shit. I'm just joking. Shout out to my good buddy. Hey, Benji Rothman. Benji Rothman, who has not subscribed to the Patreon, but one of the only people who told me, um, I'm thinking about subscribing to your Patreon. Told me I genuinely love your content. 
Five bucks a month, not that much. I'm thinking about doing it. So Benji's on the fence. He's thinking about doing it. He's a good golfer. He's a good tennis player. I will say that. The guy, the man knows his tennis. The man seems to be good at any sport that requires a lot of money to play. Benji Rothman is from money. And he's got these rich sports down, all right? I mean, you want him to play stickball or fucking, you know, handball, he's up shit's creek. But if you want to play tennis, golf, ice hockey, lawn bowling, cricket, fucking horse jumping, Benji's your dude. The guy knows yuppie sports. He's a good hang. He's an overall great hang. Very funny dude, too. One of the few good hustlers. He started a room at the basement in Winnipeg here. One of the coolest venues the city has to fucking offer. And he's brought in some good headliners. And he's always uh, bringing in cool people. National comics from around the city. He represents Winnipeg well. And Winnipeg's looking at Benji Rothman. So shout out to that dude. And shout out to you. I have to go. You're making me late. All right. No, no, don't. Come on. Yeah, okay. You've got a bit of an asshole tone in your voice. Pisses me off sometimes. But I'm still here. I'm still hanging out with you. Because you've got other things to offer. That's one thing that pisses me off. You're bringing like 20 things to the table that I love. So don't worry so much about that this one thing is going to make me abandon this friendship. It's not. It's not going to. Okay? But try to work on it. It's fucking annoying. It's, you know, just, it's a little fucking annoying. That's all I'm saying. But God knows that I do shit that's annoying. Alright? I'll start a fucking eight minute bit and right before I get to the goddamn punchline... I fuck it up. That's me. That's how I roll. Everyone's got foibles. And I love your foibles. And I love you. Do you understand that? I mean, do you get that? Do you know that I love you? You know, I think about you. And every time I think about you, I smile just a little bit. Do you know that? I hope you know that. I hope you know that I love you. And I hope to see you. And I'm going to see you. In hell. I'm